Pull up a bar stool. Man, I've got two words for you today. Chris Brogan. Seriously, on the podcast with a beer, drinking with us. It's good stuff. Um, I, I'd like to say that Chris is a great friend of mine. We go way back. Yeah, I wish. Great dude, though. Just met him at NMX in Las Vegas a few weeks back. And it was one of those things where, um, you know, I, I don't normally go up to the big folks. Uh, but Mike Stelzner, speaking of big folks, someone I do know, uh, basically asked, you know, who do you want to meet? I said, no. And I just saw Chris Brogan in the background. I was like, I'd love to meet Chris, but, you know, it's no big deal. I don't like bothering these busy people. But uh, he, he insisted, introduced me to uh, Chris. Glad he did. Super nice guy, which led to this. I mean, I'm sure he gets all kinds of requests every day, and uh, he wanted to be part of the podcast. So here we are. Um, so make sure you listen in. Great stuff. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go away from the Facebook marketing stuff today and focus more just on business. Um, that's more my weakness, admittedly. All right, I, I I can talk about Facebook all day, but. Um, trip me up a little bit when we're talking more about uh, business because I'm not uh, kind of the, the stereotypical business, you know, I didn't go to business school, etc. But anyway, good stuff. Uh, lots to learn here. Um, before we get there, i um, really excited to talk about a new infographic just came out this week. Awesome. My, one of my most traffic pieces of content I've ever written. Actually, the most traffic piece of content I've ever written was an infographic that I created two years ago with all the Facebook image dimensions. Well, that's been updated this time, professionally done, and um, all the latest changes and everything applied as well. Go to johnlumber.com/dimensions, bookmark it, share it, print it out, do whatever you gotta do. I, I love it. I'm proud of it. So check that out too. All right. We ready? I've got my beer ready. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from johnlumer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week... Man, I, I, I'm putting together my own little bio for you. Uh, Chris Brogan, publisher of Owner Magazine, CEO, president of Human Business Works, keynote speaker, consultant to brands like Disney, Microsoft, Coke, Pepsi, Google, New York Times bestselling author of six books, lives in Massachusetts, has a couple kids, two kids, three kids, how many kids? Two that I know of, two that the test said were mine. Blog since 1998 has his own podcast, The Human Business Way. My goodness, my head is spinning. Spinning, Chris Brogan, how you doing, my man? John Luber, I'm in the middle of picking my nose, but otherwise, awesome. I am so good. I'm so happy to have you on, but I really Th am thrilled. Oh my gosh! Like I'm with a Facebook expert. I I know absolutely nothing. So much so that I tried deleting my account one time. Woo. That's how. That's scary. Mm. Well, you know, someone can do it. And sometimes it's kind of fun to try those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've you're you're someone, um, and we just met for the first time. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, so I had NMX in Las Vegas, and so you're a guy who's like, not to embarrass you, like a, a bigger than life kind of guy to me because really going back to my days with American Cancer Society, 
Um, so like 2009 and 10, I've been following and reading your stuff. Um, so I was really happy that Mike Stelzner introduced us because I probably never would have bothered you otherwise. Really glad uh, we met up. Thanks for being on the show. Man, I'm so glad you did then because that would make me pretty sad if you didn't meet up with me. And I'm glad Stelzner introduced us yeah. because, you know, there's, I mean, man, there's some credibility. He didn't just say, this is this guy, John. This guy he was like, this guy knows all kinds of stuff about Facebook, which I said to him, I said, well, then why should I talk to him? I don't even yeah, like Facebook. Exactly. And he's like, yeah, but he's really good. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, you know, and, and besides the fact you really like Facebook, you you seem really nice. So I like you. Well, thank you, sir. But no, it um, for me, and, and this kind of segues into. Oh, first of all, I'm sorry. We we skipped a very important part. Right. Uh, I. What are you drinking, my friend? I have you know some. Hang on a second. Um, I have leftovers from my friend Sam Collagio and a Dogfish Head, and so I am drinking Dogfish Head Piercing Pills, which is a Czech style pilsner brewed with pear juice, pear tea, wow. and Saz hops. Wow. All right. Well, I'm working on a Kona Brewing Company Fire Rock Pale Ale. I'm I'm kind of at the bottom of the barrel right now, where I'm I'm repeating beers on the show, which is just a complete no-no. So yeah. I apologize exactly. to everyone who's who's heard me drink this before. But uh, well, cheer- listen, what's up? Get myself, you know, find wherever you can find because I don't know what your stores are like. But get a Dogfish Head 61 Will if do. you like. Do you like IPA sometimes? Yeah. So this one's brewed with Syrah. It's it's just mm, delicious. It's got like a little wine taste in it. Nice. Get on it. Well, cheers to you. Let, let me have a quick drink here. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, yes. Anyway, so this segues pretty nicely. Um, you wrote something recently about how to network at business events. I think you wrote that while you were out there or in the process of um, in, in Las Vegas. Um, uh, and I, I find it interesting because my... Uh, I, I don't. It's kind of an uncomfortable thing for me uh, going to these things. I'm not the most social guy with people I don't know. Um, so usually, when I'm going to meet people, it's I, I like I said I don't really like bothering the big names. They usually have lines behind them and then kind of rush through and whatnot. Um, so it's usually the people I meet are those that maybe I had you know I'd never heard of before, or we just kind of bump into each other at a party or whatever it is. Uh, but I, I thought it, I really liked your your post because I you know I wish I would have read it before about how to network at business events. Um, there are two main things. I, you want you you can take it from here if you want. The two main things you you think you should do. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Let me see. Uh, th- how do I help people succeed? Yeah. Figure that out. And yep. how do I grow my business? And if you don't come with those two things in hand, uh, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a bad time, as they say in South Park. Absolutely, and you practice what you preach. That's exactly what you did. Yet you basically asked, "How how can how can you help me?" Which I thought was crazy, and I probably hemmed and hawed uh, any type of question like that. Um, but but you're absolutely right. and this is really the way we should be approaching anything, though, right? I mean, whether it's uh, blogging or whatever, it's how can you help others, and how can you grow your own business. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, when people ask me for any kind of business advice, I really say those same two things in a slightly different way. I say, be helpful, because that's how I've made all my money. And I always say that, you know, people remember, I've made all my money helping other people. Like, Mm -hmm. I've never made any money thinking of how could I be greedy. Like, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just society or something, but I've never made a dollar thinking how could I be greedy. No, and that's, that's, uh, I'm not going to say the template, but for those I respect most, that's absolutely the approach they take. 
So how do, for Marcus Sheridan, what, what are the questions people are asking that I can help them with, find their solutions, you know? Uh, and, and everyone, it seems to be finding solutions to people's problems. Um, and, and for you, I just, I, yeah, I mean, and, and this, is, this is more than just providing the content that helps people. But the, the in-person, I mean, you're just a good dude. And not, again, not to embarrass you, but uh, you truly did want to, to help me. And I, I appreciate that. But it's, that's a great approach. And one I wish I would take myself because when I was at that event, I didn't really, I was just kind of swimming around like, where should I go now? What's, why am I here? I, I think uh, you and I should have, been, should have uh, grabbed some beers at the bar or something. No question. No question. And, you know, but that's the other tricky thing at those kinds of events is, you know, I'll get a lot of messages from people saying, hey, I'd love to take you to dinner or I'd love to go get drinks or something. And that's wonderful, except that it's, you know, that's anywhere from 40 minutes to two plus hours per meeting that people want to have like that. So I find that, you know, if someone's really clever, they might say, hey, we should put together some kind of a small meetup or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that way you could do your own sort of rendition of speed dating and get to see a handful of people and really get to know what you could do to be helpful. Plus sometimes, you know, it doesn't take 40 minutes to two hours. Sometimes that's great. And I'm not trying to make it like, you know, we've got to rush around, but if you travel like I did 3000 plus miles and you're hoping to meet up with 3000 plus people, you know, there's just kind of some basic math that causes a challenge there. So I, what I try to do my best at is, you know, connect with people as fast as I can at events, not, not fast in speed, but like early as I can in the event so that I never get back on an airplane regretting that I missed somebody. Do you have a, a list of people you want to see when you're there? I usually make some kind of a hit list and then I almost always, you know, abandon it because it turns out it's hard to actually connect with people in those kind of frenzies. But um, what I'll do is I'll keep my eyes open for interesting opportunities. I saw Lee Auden uh, from Top Rank Marketing kind of roaming the halls yeah. at, at this one moment. I just grabbed him and I said, hey, we should get a, a cup of coffee real quick. And coffee's great because it's five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked and I had some ideas for his business and, you know, he was kind enough to let me talk to him about them. And you know, then we wandered off and it was kind of fun and we look sort of alike, like visually. And so that's always fun to me. I like sitting near him because we look like cousins at the least. Yeah. Uh, but then the other thing about it, uh, John, is that my, my super favorite thing to do at events like that is to get some uh, hand crossing going like, you know what Stelzner did? Hey, you should meet John. Right. And next thing you know, you know, he's passed you to me and I'm like, wow, this is the coolest thing. And then I think the whole rest of the event, who do I know that needs some skills with Facebook? Cause that's you. And yeah, that, you. that's a fun way to do. You walk around thinking that way. So, I mean, sometimes you could do that too, I guess, is if you meet somebody at an event that you find interesting, you could then think, who else should I make bother that person? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of uh, common sense when it comes down to it. But uh, I know I could do much, much better at events. I don't go to many events. I mean, how many are you going to a year? And you're usually usually uh, keynoting, right? Yeah, but I mean, I've slowed that down a real lot. I mean, in 2010, I did 106 events. Oof. And then I cut that down a lot for 2011. And then 2012, I was practically invisible. 13, I was hardly anywhere. And then I realized, oh, crap, I better start showing up places. People are going to think I'm dead. Yeah. So. This year, I'll probably do a dozen or two dozen events. And you'll be keynoting. Are you, are you going to go to an event unless you're keynoting? You, you know, that's a very good question. I usually don't. Uh, but for instance, at this event, I didn't even have any speaking role. And then I accidentally uh, uh, got a speaking role. Yeah. Interesting. No, it's uh, it's it's like a, a different world for me. I mean, last year, I went to Social Media Marketing World and 
like a, a couple small events, but they're not a big part of you know my plans, and I, I probably need to be bigger. As well, we've talked you know, before, just about public speaking in general. Yeah. 3,000 or so people there, a whole bunch of them don't, like me, don't really know poop about what to do with Facebook. Right. I mean, there's your buyer right there sitting around hoping to know about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers. Um, shifting gears here a little bit, uh, some, something else you wrote recently that really kind of struck a chord with me. Uh, my goals don't care. And... Um, I don't know about you, and, and you know, we, again, we didn't know each other prior to a couple of weeks ago, um, but maybe it's partly because of having my own business and having to stay self-motivated, but man, it can be tough sometimes, all the excuses that come up about why I, don't, I shouldn't do this today or at this at this very moment, and you really have to have some very uh, good systems and routines in place to keep you on task. If you could, I mean, and, and you, again, you kind of, at the beginning, you said, it always seems like this person has it all figured out. And that's kind of the way I see you and others as well. And I'm sure people even see me that way. And I definitely don't. So can you kind of uh, expand on that a bit? Well, you know, I think a lot of people forget that a l most all our lives are like a duck swimming. You yeah. know, it looks awesome above water, but underneath that duck's going nutty. And, uh, you know, that's that's all of us. And uh, for instance, I mean, my average given day, so where I am right now, I live in a loft style apartment. I live by myself except for the weekends when I have my kids. And uh, I don't see my girlfriend, you know, but for maybe once or twice a week and usually by driving somewhere nearer to her. So this is my domain. This is where I do my business. And if I want, I can turn on the Xbox 360 and play Halo instead of write books. Mm -hmm. And. And I can, uh, you know, I can look at the inside of my eyelids like anybody's business um, <laughs> instead of working. And what I figured is that, you know, if I don't have really good solid goals and I don't have really good solid plans in front of me, then it's pretty, you know, a lot of times we sit around kind of going, what should I be doing today? Yeah. And we, 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 we hearken back to those times when we were a kid and we had classes with schedules and all that. But, you know, all you have to do is open up Excel and figure out the time on the left-hand side of the, the column and then figure out what you need to get done on the right-hand side. And you can start making that schedule just like at school again. And that's really what I do. I have a, mm. I have a, a spreadsheet called Plan the Day. And I plan it in 20 minute increments and I block into that thing the stuff I need to do to get done. So when I wrote about my goals, though, and my goals not caring, it is amazing how many times people will say the strangest things to me about, you know, yeah, I'd really love to get a lot more fit, but I've got right. kids, you know, yeah. I've got kids. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I do. And my God, wasn't it delicious to, you know, my, my poor little guy's got a really, really sore throat, can barely mm -hmm. swallow. So I bought him a pint of ice cream. I would love to eat most of that pint and give him a few scoops. Mm -hmm. uh, but that turns out it's not on my diet. I was checking the, the paper again and it didn't say, you can also have a pint of ice cream. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's, uh, we can allow excuses into our life for anything. But mm -hmm. once we do, then they really take over in lots of places and there, there's a huge entropy factor. So to me, I just think that we can, people are always somehow amazed at all I get done. But all I do is I just don't do BS. Mm -hmm. And if, if you have so much more time in your life, if you cut out all the bull in your life. Yeah. Yeah, this morning um, was interesting. It's it's Martin Luther King Day. Mm -hmm. uh, the kids are home. So like I said, I have three boys. And um, I was starting really productively this morning. 
getting a ton of stuff done, business and not related. Uh, and then my sons that are on the couch playing Madden. Dad, you want to play? You want to play Madden? <laughs> and it's, it's like oh, I'd like to, but man, I gotta stay on task. And that's that's one of those tough distractions where you it, sometimes it's okay. Don't get me wrong to to kind of set aside uh, what you want to do work wise to hang with the family, hang with the kids. But it's just so easy to get distracted. Um, I tried something like what you were talking about, uh, I think, at one time. But I did it within my calendar, which may have made it overwhelming for me. So I would put these blocks of time into my, my iCal, and then I would constantly get these reminders, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. And I, do, you, do you stay strictly to that calendar, uh, to that spreadsheet? Or, or what happens if, when things go over and, oh, I can't get that done? I, I ended up dealing with a lot of guilt around that. I mean, how do you deal with that? Well, I mean, there's a, there, there's a whole bunch of things you can do. One of them is you make sure that you, uh, you keep about 40% of overhead off of your calendar period. So you only schedule 60% of your day. Mm. Then you do have time to manage those things. Uh, I mean, you don't – with any other thing, if you made your computer run at 100% all the time, it would explode. If you yeah. made your car run at 100% all the time, it would explode. Anything does not want to run at 100% all the time. It's not how the world is built. So why would your schedule be any different? So I set mine to about 60%. Sometimes 70 if it's a rough day. But if I go any more than that, then it's my own fault. You know, then I've, then I've made the mistake. So that's one thing. And then the other is, no, I don't, you know, stay exactly tight to it. So, you know, my kids are home for this morning until I gave them back to their mom. And my daughter was like, you got to come into Minecraft with me. We got to go build this, <laughs> you know, um, you got to finish building whatever this thing is that you're building because I don't even know what it is. And I said, oh, it's a library. And she's going, well, there's no books in it. So that was really much more important than me writing a few more um, uh, pieces to this course that I'm working on. Yeah. So I just... Took, took a block out, put it in for family time, and then I put that block somewhere else in my day. And because I only schedule sixty percent, then I've got I've got that space. No, it makes sense. And I, the one day a week that I I do that is my Fridays. I just I don't know about you. I completely block off Friday. And then if something comes up, you know, I can throw it in there. So I have plenty of flexibility that day. But uh, it's it's an ongoing challenge for me trying to trying to stay on task. Well, that's interesting. Only in so, I mean, not that this is your show, you're supposed to interview me, but like, yeah. what are you doing with your time? Like, you know, what's, let me, if you're a guy who's your own boss and you run your own show and you've got your own uh, courses that are mostly electronic, near as I can tell, yeah. uh, what's in those days? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of writing. So, whether it's for my site or for the courses, because um, I have one course that's still in progress, mm-hmm. video, video creation as a part of that, that course as well. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, answering a lot of emails, answering uh, messages through my site from people, either about the course or, or whatnot, managing the various social networks, um, the podcast as well, obviously. But luckily I have been able to pass off some of the tasks, like editing the podcast, now hopefully editing video. I think I've got someone to help on that. Um, help with Infusionsoft, uh, uh, design work. So I, I'm I'm getting better focused by passing some things off. But um, 
I don't know, man. I'm working on it. It's, it's again, I think it all it looks better from the outside than I feel in terms of my organization, <laughs> right? So I get that, you know. But I think uh, out of all those things that you listed, uh, you know, one of the things that will help you is that uh, as you start to decide what's giving you the most return on your effort, uh, you could you can pluck the right kind of time into that. Two is once you get lots less uh, frustrated with your editing, like once you don't care if someone says um. Yeah. then, you know, holy cow, your podcast gets really fast. Yep. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. And actually, the the other thing that is uh, my one-on-ones, which I've, I book like 10 of those a, a week. Oh, okay. Those those could take up some time. That's for sure. They can. They're 45 minutes. Um, and actually, I have one immediately after we record today. Wow. Okay. But um, so there's a little bit of everything. But no, I, I, I'm always curious how other people... Um, organize their time, especially especially those like like you who have gotten to a point, a place where you know, we're all shooting for. Well, you know, it, it's funny you say it like it, you know, like I've arrived because in a lot of oh, ways. Oh, you've arrived, it, Chris. Come on. Uh, no, no way. I mean, I'm I'm still humping like everybody. My last year, 2013, was like my worst financial year ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, not compared to, let me say it a different way. So, I mean, I made more than I probably made in, in 2012, but I made less than I did in 2010 or whatever. And in 2010, it was just like, I I just felt like the, the email would like ding, they'd say a new message and it would like, Hey, a bag of money just came. Would you like it? Okay. Mm. Um, (laughs) and that's how 2010 went. 2010 was just basically saying no to the excess money that was sloshing over the sides. And 2013 is more like, oh, I better go ask for some more money because there's none here. And, um, Hmm. you know, and what nobody ever finally arrives, even, you know, the billionaires, uh, Branson, you could say he's arrived. He's he's out skiing and stuff like that. But he has his challenges because when he's working on things like his space travel and all that, he's got all kinds of weird legislative problems that he has to deal with. So it's not a money issue anymore. He's fighting with that. But like what I'm working on is I just changed my entire business model from consulting with really big companies to launching a magazine. And I don't know anything about it. I mean, I'm running it the way I would run a blog, which turns out that's not entirely brilliant. So um, even though I have more than a decade of experience doing a blog, I'm learning what it takes to go after – different kinds of advertisers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And to, to really have a whole different shingle out there because it's really different when, you know, Coke says we want to better understand, you know, what we should care about or not care about in this digital space to me saying to, you know, I don't know, Dell or somebody, well, here's who you're going to reach when you talk to my audience and this kind of a thing. And it's, it's just a really different game. So, so no, I, I haven't, uh, I can say without question, I, I have not uh, arrived, except that I could say that my name helps me get the phone answered a few times more often than not. But John, I've had this conversation with like really famous people, like, mm-hmm. you know, can't go to restaurants, famous right. people. And they say the same thing. They say, it's funny how you think that's going to mean a lot. Like Kathy Ireland, so yeah. the super, supermodel Kathy Ireland. Sure. She made a business. The business ends up being worth about $1 billion. And, uh, you, you know, oh, well, she's pretty. She's a supermodel. Of course she did that. You know, just think about that just <laughs> for a minute. Who, who says, well, you're really pretty. I think I'll give you a billion dollars. Yeah. Kind of nobody. You right. still have to do all the work. And so she talked about what it was like to, like, sleep in airports on airport seats and things like that. And she says, you know, I'd have kind of like my hat over my head a little bit. And I was thinking, holy crap, 
supermodel sleeping in an airplane seat, but you know, everyone's humping it. You just don't see it all. So you just think that everyone else is, you know, in the Maybach uh, with Jay-Z. Exactly. Yeah. I always assumed you made it because you're so pretty. I am pretty. And I, you know, I keep trying to, you know, ply on my looks, but it turns out that that's, that's harder. And, and you get older and there's a younger somebody who's coming along after you and it's just terrible. Yeah. No, I hear you. It, it can be, it'd be tough when everybody's talking about how pretty you are. Mm. Giving you stuff, giving you money. Cheers. I mean, you talked about the magazine. That's it's a good uh, transition here. What 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 brought you to to that direction? Um, you know what? It was a conversation with someone smarter than me. So I had yeah. a really great talk with a really smart guy who does very uh, important stuff. And I said, "Hey, you acquire companies for a living for this really big organization. Say." what would make you excited to buy me? I said, mm -hmm. let's just pretend uh, because it wasn't really true. And he said, well, you think it's about all these courses that you offer, mm -hmm. but those are a dime a dozen. He said, what you really offer, uh, what's your real unique thing that people like about you is that you seem likable. Um, you, When you say, I really like this thing, people tend to agree with you or think that you know at least they'll check it out for themselves. And you are very good at you know keeping people's interest. And he said, so maybe something like that. And I said, oh, so like what I've been doing, but like a magazine or something. And he said, yeah, something like that. So I started looking at who else was doing, you know, business magazines. And I found that most all the business magazines were this weird kind of a, a who to. So mm -hmm. if you grab like success or something, it'll talk about how amazing Tony Shea is and how Zappos runs a great customer service. And I started thinking, so let's pretend I ran a chocolate shop in a small town. And I'm going to read that article. I'm going to be like, well, okay, have better customer service. Got yeah, it. Right. And then you're going to go back to your, your, your chocolate shop and you're not going to know anything more than that. So then I said, I'm going to write the first how-to business magazine and that almost every article is going to have some how-to cooked into it and that'll be the requirement of it all. And so that's really the, that's really the genesis of a lot of this was just me thinking, you know, what could I do to really serve business owners and, and people who maybe don't even own their own business yet, but want to own their life, really want to own the next steps in their world. And that's what we launched. Oh, great. And so is that imprint and uh, digital? No way. Digital only. Okay. You know, I was going to say, I, that would have been a surprise. Okay. Um, because, uh, you know, I was thinking about that, but then I think, I, I, I don't remember where I heard it, but I think, for instance, Darren Hardy over at Success Magazine, um, He's got something like a uh, hundred thousand or so dollars at any one time in utter flux, in mm. utter like you know, it's it's churning because, um, you know, there's uh, so many uh, of his magazine has been printed but it has to get pulped or something like that, mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. And so, essentially, uh, you know, that's I think. That's sort of where I think the deal is. I think that's what the uh, uh, if I wanted to do print, I would be out like a hundred thousand plus bucks a month in exactly. in, in pulp. And I yeah. just thought, you know, why have that problem? Yeah. And, and if I heard you correctly, you're, you're trying to build something that you can sell. Is that right? Well, no, but I mean, you should you should not build any business that you don't have at least a thought in your head of if I did sell it, what would that look like? Yeah. And so it's not that I necessarily have an intention of selling the business, but. Uh, if you build a lifestyle business like what you are working on right now and what I had in, in the chrisbrogan.com empire, right. you know, three different times people said, I want to buy your, your website, chrisbrogan.com. And I kept <laughs> thinking, that's my name. Exactly. 
Like, what do you like? I heard about this with famous Amos cookies and how that yeah. guy can't call himself Amos anymore. Oh, my goodness. And I thought, well, that's no, no bueno. That's Spanish. Um, like yeah. So I thought, you know, now what are we going to do? So I decided that I should probably make something that if I did want to sell it, I could. But then more so, how many people can identify with being a Chris Brogan? I'm a Chris Brogan. Mm. You know, that's, that's no good. But I'm an owner. <laughs> Like everyone mm-hmm. can understand being an owner. So, man, we got these cool T-shirts and stuff. You look at that shirt and it says, I'm an owner. Yeah. You're like, I, I, yes, I am an owner. Even if you don't necessarily have your own company yet, you own yourself. And so that's kind of what we did. It makes a whole lot of sense. I, I've, I've struggled with that myself. Uh, you know, I've got JohnLimmer.com, but what do I have that if at some time I want to flip it, turn it into immediate revenue that I could sell? It's really not. Any, I definitely don't want to sell my name. Like you're saying, it's ridiculous. Right. Um, so it makes a lot of sense then. Uh, Owner Magazine, Human Business Works. I mean, you got things that aren't just uh, your name. Exactly. And, and, and you know, the other thing, too, is just that, uh, you know, as you know yourself – it's just it's just always awkward feeling if people are kind of praising you. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea that I could build something like Owner where they could praise Owner and I can invite 20 something other authors in and have lots of voices be there and have lots of people kind of look at that and go, "Ooh." So not only do we launch Owner, but um Jacqueline Carley who coincidentally is my girlfriend launched uh, boss fit magazine which is another owner media publication but it's for uh, b- f- busy fitness professionals and health types and that sort of thing so uh, or fitness for busy professionals I think is what we ended up saying so she's got a whole bunch of authors writing about fitness and health and stuff like that because I had that tucked into owner and we decided that there was so much interest in it that mm. we needed to make it its own thing. So now I've got two magazines in the water, although Jack runs one and I run one. So it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. So you, you mentioned that you went into it thinking it'd be like blogging, but that it hasn't been. So I mean, explain what, what are the differences there? All right. So first off, all these 20 plus authors, uh, a chunk of them, and I won't name names because it would be embarrassing to them. I believe and understand that they also own uh, WordPress sites, but you would not know it from what they did or didn't know how to do in WordPress. And I was kind of a little surprised just by some technical uh, surprises, you Mm -hmm. know, that people didn't know some kind of what I would consider basics. So that was one thing. Another was uh, giving people a deadline, friends of mine, a deadline uh, for a magazine that comes out on the same exact day every single month. And the due date is the same every single month. Uh, It is hurting cats. It is, you know, several, several, several emails saying, come on, no. Come on. Nope. Deadline passed. You owe me the, you know, like that over and over again. So that's interesting to me. But third and and, and, and sort of the biggest of these three things is that when you you build a magazine, uh, there's a triangle in, in media businesses. And the triangle is always the same. You make really interesting content that lures people who care about that content so that you can lure sponsors and advertisers who want to advertise to the people that you lured to the content. And that's how you make the money. You try not to make the money on the attendee. You try to make money on the sponsors and advertisers. So what I didn't realize is just how much of the magazine you try to build with the uh, consumer of that magazine getting what they want, but making sure that uh, the advertisers see themselves in your magazine. That makes a lot of sense. Cheers. Yeah, you actually said something there that that brings me to something I want to talk to you about regarding your podcast, um, The Human Business Way, anyone wanting to, to listen. 
Awesome. Um, you and, and are you using a podcast in that way, and that you're trying to attract sponsors and make money and monetize your podcast? Are you monetizing po- your podcast, or how are you using it? It's funny you ask. I, I was making some money on my podcast, and I still actually have it out there. Uh, we're just about to launch it into a new brand, so we're going to launch a brand new podcast. We're going to stop that one and start a new one called The Owner's Mind, mm-hmm. which will fit closer to Owner Magazine. And in so doing. Um, we are doing that because um, we're going to make it as sort of part of the uh, package that you could consider advertising and sponsoring on. But, you know, sponsorships for podcasts are really hard because uh, your numbers are never going to sound as good as a radio show's numbers, right. et cetera, et cetera. So what we do instead is we do a lot of call per acquisition, uh, cost per acquisition type advertising like affiliate marketing. So, mm. for instance, I've got an affiliate deal with, let's say, Fitbit. And so if I say go to hbway.com slash Fitbit and check out the new force because I think it's really cool and I've been using it for you know a month or two and it's awesome. If you buy it, then I'll get a couple of bucks from Fitbit. Um, it's way different than, you know, a thousand downloads equals this many people paying attention. Right. So I monetize it in that way, but that's, you know, that's kind of pocket money if you think about it compared to what you could do with it. So sometimes you use your podcast as sort of a loss leader to just get the attention of people so that you can make an offering for them uh, in other ways. So for instance, your awesome stuff that you're working on is way more interesting than three or four bucks for a Fitbit. That's interesting. Um, And I think that that brings up a whole nother conversation we could have another time just about affiliate marketing in general. Um, because I know that's a big part of, of your, your revenues. I don't know if it's a big part, but you de- that's a definitely a part of your revenue stream as well. Sure. And it's something that I kind of experiment with. It's, it's a chunk, but there's this whole other discussion about um, offering value, helping people, and whether the affiliate relationships you know, try doing it without letting the affiliate relationship spoil the trust you have with the reader, right? If that makes well, sense. Well, you know, being an author of a book called Trust Agents, yeah. uh, you know, it's important to me that trust is, you know, maintained. And so the, the easiest way to say that is never get lured by some kind of an offer that seems like a lot of money if mm-hmm. it's not the right deal for your, your tribe. And all you have to do is that one litmus test and love your community more than you love that dollar. Yep. And, you, and you'll always be safe. I mean, like I just said about Fitbit Force, I can recommend it's on my wrist right now. I can recommend sure. it. Uh, you know, if it was something where, you know, it just seemed really lucrative, but I had no idea, then it's just always going to go wrong. I, I, I wish it wouldn't, but Murphy's Law is so perfect that the minute you kind of veer from what you know into what just seems like a moneymaker is always going to slap you in the face. That's a really good way to wrap up, Chris. Thank you so much for being on the show. Are you still working on that beer? My, oh, done a long time ago. Love hearing it. Love hearing it. Um, now, I'm sure everyone already knows where you are and how to find you, but where can they find you? It'd make my heart happy if you'd go to ownermag.com and take a look around. Great. Well, thanks so much for being a guest, Chris. Uh, seriously, we got to do this again sometime or just do it in, in real life. Meet up at meet up at an actual bar. Maybe not even re- record it this time. Delightful. I love the idea, John. All right, man. Take care. Thanks. Oh, boy. That was some good stuff. Now, what's funny is uh, we listen again. Um, I was a little flustered. Chris is big time, man. And I'm like, and we're kind of talking about a, a topic that I'm not quite as comfortable talking about. So for the first time ever on the pubcast, I forgot to call for our tab. 
So does that mean that that we dashed and didn't pay? I think so. Uh, so anyway, sorry for the kind of rambling at the end, like I was confused how to wrap it up. Uh, forgot to call for our tab. That's you know that's tradition. So uh, bartender, hey. Uh, anyway, great stuff. Thanks again, Chris, for being on the show. Is I mean, how many times have I thanked him now, and he's not even here. Um, but really honored that he was on. Um, before we go, if you're listening on iTunes, please, my friend, I say this every week, but subscribe, rate, and review. You'll do me a world of good, world of help, and um, I'll do everything I can to help you. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening in. Uh, make sure you come back again next time. I'm going to have to buy some more beer. Run low, my friend. All right, so until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Yeah.